0: Welcome to episode 22 of Crime Time for Saturday, June 30th on FayObserver.com, featuring Fayetteville Observer police and crime reporter Nancy McCleary. I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety, highlighting stories in the news. And a reminder, anyone we discuss who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law octavia latosh robinson has been accused of trying to poison her two children with lighter fluid now the fay of a woman has been ordered to undergo a psychiatric evaluation let's bring in the aforementioned nancy mccleary to bring us up to date on the case as i understand it nancy robinson appeared in cumberland county district court on tuesday june 26 and well let's say it was not your standard first appearance hearing no
1: it wasn't um at one point, Robinson asked Judge Beth Keever to terminate her parental rights before she went off in a um, profanity-laced tangent.
0: Well, how did that play out in the courtroom?
1: Well, Judge Keever, i got to give it to her. She was calm, and she asked someone to contact the public defender's office right away because they wanted to do the psychiatric evaluation. Eventually... Robinson declared that she was done playing, and she was done with Fayetteville, and then turned her back to Kiever, put her hands behind her back, turned and looked at the bailiff and said, let's go, meaning, obviously, to put her in handcuffs and take her back to her cell.
0: Well, there we go. Well, let's dig a little deeper into this story, Nancy. Being accused of trying to poison your two young sons is something uh, most of us Cannot fathom. So so what happened in Robinson's case?
1: Well, arrest warrants say that Robinson laced some cream soda with lighter fluid and gave it to her sons, gave her the drinks to her sons who were six and ten. One of the boys took a sip and thought it tasted a little weird. Um he went to a neighbor's room and told a woman about the the way the drink tasted and the neighbor then contacted police.
0: Well, when you say a neighbor's room, that's because the family was staying at the Studio Six Motel on Bragg Boulevard. Now, both boys were checked at the hospital, and according to District Attorney Billy West, neither appeared to be harmed. But but there's still more to this story, Nancy.
1: There certainly is. Um, West, uh, Billy West said in court that Robinson had been involuntarily committed earlier this month after she was found on an unidentified road in Cumberland County with her children holding a knife. Um, the biggest concern, Wes said, was that she would harm herself. Now, so, this, this So there
0: wasn't any concern about her harming the children with this, no, there this knife the, incident? Well, I guess there was some
1: concern. The, there is some. And, and according to what was, um, uh, what was said in court, apparently she has had multiple psychological oh. evaluations and she also in court she um she told the fayetteville police the detectives who were there that they needed to quit parking the red cars around her house
0: well and, and most importantly what what about the children now that their mother uh, is in custody
1: well they they are now in the custody of the department of social services um i think um initially they stayed with the neighbor but dss
0: has them now okay and that's while the mother undergoes psychiatric evaluation and, and we'll see how that case plays out our, our next story nancy really tragic 10-year-old love ingram died when the car she was riding in was involved in a wreck on ramsey street authorities have charged christopher bell a fayetteville with felony death by motor vehicle driving while impaired In a red-light violation, Bell had his first appearance hearing on Monday, June 25th. His bail was increased to $300,000 at that time. Nancy, you were at the hearings. Sort of set the scene for us.
1: Well, Mr. Bell um, appeared, and he was responsive to Judge Stephen Stokes, and he answered him politely. But at one point, he said he really didn't know what was going on and that he would like to know what happened
0: okay so so what happened in this case
1: well what happened was um the police said that love ingram was a passenger in a kia optima that was driven by her mother laverne rashawn baxter mr bell was driving southbound on ramsey street coming in toward fayetteville in a 2004 uh chevrolet tahoe suv when he ran a red light and just slammed into the side of the Kia as um, it was t- turning, as it was a, you know turning left mm-hmm. from Ramsey Ramsey Street onto Country Club Drive. The impact knocked the Kia over, police said, and um, the little girl who was sitting in the back seat was pronounced dead at the scene. Um, Baxter was injured as well and taken to Cape Fear Valley Medical Center. And another, a third vehicle, was also hit by Mr. Bell's SUV.
0: That is a tragic story. That's a very busy intersection for those familiar with uh, Fayetteville-Ramsey Street and Country Club Drive. Now, did, did Bell really seem like to just have no recollection of events on that night?
1: Well, that's what he indicated at his first appearance hearing.
0: Love Ingram was a student at Lucille Souders Elementary School. Let's move down to Lee County. One person was killed, six others injured in a shooting initiated by a fight at a birthday party in a Sanford dance studio on Sunday, June 24th. That's according to the Sanford Police Department. Officers were called to the Sanford Latin Dance Studio on South Steel Street about two seventeen a.m. after a call that a person had been shot.
1: The studio had been rented to Aaron Cotton for the party, Sanford police said. About 2.15 Sunday morning, partygoers made their way to the streets where the fight broke out and the shooting occurred.
0: A 27-year-old Travis McMarion McLean of Sanford was shot in the chest, pronounced dead at Central Carolina Hospital, according to authorities. Any arrest made to this point?
1: Well, in fact, Sanford police did make an arrest today, um, June the 30th. Dominique Devon Wilkins 20 of Raleigh is charged with murder and is being held in the Lee County Detention Center without bail. Interestingly, Wilkins was among those who was injured in the oh. um uh, in the incident.
0: Did, did they give any reason for uh, I guess just an argument uh kind of spiraled out of control obviously. It
1: happens quite frequently anymore.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's uh you know sad way to end a birthday party I'll say. Our next story, this is a wild one about a high-speed chase. A 16-year-old driver led lawman on a 17-mile high-speed chase on NC 211 from Rayford to Aberdeen early in the morning of Thursday, June 28th, before crashing through a guardrail and into a tree at the U.S. 15-501 intersection.
1: And by high speed, we really mean high speed.
0: How fast was it?
1: Well, according to Rayford Police Chief Mark Godwin, Deterrell Harris of Rayford was clocked at times traveling more than 120 miles an hour. Wow.
0: Why was that? Other than to get away from the police.
1: Well, um, other than to get away from the police. And it appears from reports there may have been a couple of reasons that led to this chase. first, it began about twelve thirty a.m. when Rayford police officers received a call that Harris was driving up and down East Donaldson Street in front of an ex-girlfriend's home. Um, when the officers responded, Harris drove away. One of the officers attempted attempted to stop his Dodge, um, Mr. Harris's Dodge Charger, by activating the blue lights and siren of the patrol car, but um, Mr. Harris just headed on out of town into the county however the officer did manage to get mr harris's license plate number
0: and then what happened where officers were um, eventually led to the chase
1: well about one forty-five a.m um they the officers or a deputy a hope county deputy spotted somebody throwing a rock through the front door of a convenience store um, on on 211. Mm -hmm. Um, And the police responded to that. And while they were there, here came the charger traveling north on 211 toward Moore County. um, And that was when a deputy and a police officer both chased him down 211 Almost to well to Aberdeen. Actually, it was like seventeen miles.
0: Okay.
1: And as they um, as they got there at the intersection of US fifteen five hundred one, the Dodge crashed through a guardrail. It went airborne and it hit a tree. Oh, wow. And it was about a hundred feet from the guardrail. Authorities said, and the car was really airborne, like ten to twelve feet off the ground when it hit the tree.
0: Gee whiz, I tell you what, Detriel Harris is lucky to be alive based on that description. Now, he will have to deal with the consequences. He refused medical treatment at the scene, as we understand. He has been charged with felony fleeing to elude arrest. He he is not, if I, if I understand it correctly, he is not a suspect in the convenience store robbery.
1: No, he is not. He just happened to drive past the store while law enforcement officers were there investigating the break-in, and they saw his car and that was that.
0: Well, one part of this I have a question about, Nancy. It's when the Rayford officers tried to stop Harris to begin with for questioning after he was Uh, seen driving past his girlfriend's house and they got a call on that blue lights flashing siren howling but but the officer stopped the chase after harris left the town limits now can the officer uh you know can he just not continue the chase or or you know because he left the town limits was it because harris was not a suspect in anything at the time uh what what exactly uh are, are the rules uh as far as giving chase in that situation
1: well, I don't know what the Rayford Police Department's policy is per se, but I do know that m- many police departments um, have cut down on on the vehicle pursuits in these situations. And I looked at Fayetteville's, the Fayetteville Police Department's policy, and I think it pretty much sums it up that um, a pursuit um, – it should it should involve a vehicle in which the driver or an occupant is considered a danger to officers and to the public and um then they also need to consider what's the what's the potential harm uh to the public if the pursuit is dropped mm-hmm. and then they um they have to weigh all these factors and they also have to have authorization from their supervisor on duty um and a lot of times it's you know for example this going up and down the street i mean that's not well
0: it's not illegal
1: well it's not illegal but i mean it it would be like a harassment thing and it's you know um yeah there was no need to to pursue that guy for that but I don't know. I guess when he came back going the other way, um, at that point, yeah. there was some concern.
0: Well, it's, it's just one of the, the thousands of split-second decisions law enforcement officers have to make. And uh, uh, as we all know, it, it's a very tough job, and, and that was the decision they made that night. Well, let's check out the crime blotter if we as we wrap things up. Katie Kitchman Riley of Fayetteville has been charged with 25 counts of forgery and obtaining property by false pretense after authorities accused her of stealing more than $100,000 from her 89-year-old grandfather by forging a check. Authorities say the grandfather gave Riley a check to help her out with her finances. Riley allegedly altered the check on multiple occasions to get more money and used a phone app to deposit the check
1: also Evan William Pugh of Fayetteville has been charged with disclosure of private images police say do we
0: want to hear this
1: (laughs) why not it seems to be happening more and more Um, but he is accused of sending a pornographic video of himself and his ex-girlfriend to her family meaning like her parents and so forth yeah that's not good um, and it's um the video is um is uh, allegedly showed them yeah yeah doing it <laughs> <laughs> not playing um, checkers
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> okay no
1: but um apparently they they had been in a relationship and apparently she wanted to end it and he didn't and this is i think the police call it revenge porn yeah well
0: she's ended it now
1: oh don't you don't you and that incident um the allegedly happened in may of
0: 2016 and our next item Although unrelated cases from our first story we mentioned uh, in the Crime blotter segment, it's similar. Tammy Gooch Britt and Vance Britt of St. Paul's have been charged with taking advantage of their older neighbor, stealing as much as $100,000 from her in the past year. The investigation began in May after the 74-year-old woman was found on the floor of her residence severely beaten, according to the Robinson County Sheriff's Office. The Brits had been looking after the woman, helping with daily chores according to court documents a couple of sad stories of, of elder abuse or taking advantage of elderly people and we see more and more of this as well.
1: A lot of it can also goes back to this opioid yes epidemic
0: yes you're right although we're not sure exactly what happened no, in he, not in this
1: particular case um, no. Um, also de decarious
0: de, de would be
1: decarious. DeKaris Harris-Williams has been charged with multiple violations of the state's sex offender registry, according to arrest warrants from the Cumberland County Magistrate's Office. Among the charges are twice being on the premises of Alger B. Wilkins School on Skybow Road and twice being at a playground on Tiffany Court. He also is accused of living within 1,000 feet of three child care facilities and failing to notify the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office of a change of address within three days.
0: And this is the type of story it's good to see because law enforcement, and, and rightfully so, they they don't play around with this. They don't Mm-mm. wait. They As soon as they find out something, they are on it, and then they'll let the court system figure it out whether uh, Mr. Williams was uh, innocent or guilty. Correct. Well, that's a wrap. What do you say? That's it for episode twenty two of Crime Time it for thunk it? Uh, not me. For Saturday, <laughs> June thirtieth. We welcome your comments and suggestions for Crime Time. How may they do that?
1: Well, you can reach me, Nancy McCleary, that's M C C L E A R Y, by email at N McCleary at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at FO underscore
0: McCleary. You can reach me, Sonny Jones, by email at sjones at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at Jones no underscore needed. And again, thank you so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of Crime Time.